you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. A little audience participation, okay? You up for, for a minute? A little participation. Um, I'm going to share a word, and then I want you to say the same word out loud with me. Make it good? All right? So the first word is shift. Now, be careful how you say that. Shift with an F. Shift. shift. Well, one more time. Shift. Okay. Now, this is a word that, well, let me just give it to you. Happens. Say the word. Happens. Say it again. Happens. Now, say it together. Shift happens. And you know that's true. In this everyday, ordinary life of ours, shift happens. The question is, do you shift up to God or shift down to the culture? In our lives, when shift happens, when your insurance company tells you that they're not going to renew you unless you $20,000 for a new roof, do you shift towards God or shift towards the culture? When a marriage, when your kids, when your business, when an election, whatever the when things in life don't go the way that you had hoped for, wanted them to go, is it your tendency to shift up in faith to God or shift down in fear to the culture? Join me in the Bible, Daniel chapter 3. And this is a story, we're in a series of how you and I can be at calm in a culture of chaos. There's a lot of chaos around us. I don't have to describe it. The question this morning is, are you shifting up to God or shifting down to the culture? These three Hebrew boys seemed to have this connection to God that when the fire literally was pressed in on them, Instead of wigging out, becoming filled with anxiety and worry, the way so often we find ourselves responding when shift happens in our life, they shift up in faith to God. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, King Nebuchadnezzar makes this huge statue of himself. And he puts out this decree all across the land that everybody, when the music plays, you've got to bow down to the golden image. In verse number five, or verse number four, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of all language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down in worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. And I realize our culture today hasn't put up a big gold idol that requires you at a certain time each day to bow down to it. But in many ways, relationally, in which the culture is beginning to move far away from God, says that if you don't think a certain way, if you don't behave a certain way, if, if, if you don't lean in and accept this new way, there will be a consequence. 
paint a picture of fear of what the future will look like for you and your family. And what I'm hoping in our time together in God's word this morning is that you and I will leave with just a little bit of these three Hebrew boys. So when the pressure's on at school and people are saying you got to do this or say this or act like this or a guy or a girl or whatever that pressure is on you, there'll be something inside of you, primarily God, who will give you the courage to shift up in faith to God rather than shifting down in fear into the culture. So these three Hebrew boys, right, they say, hey, hey, king, not, 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 not so fast. The pressure is on and the pressure is for real. Look at verse number 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Yo, King Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Do you believe that about your God? Are you living your everyday ordinary life that whatever circumstance that you find yourself in, what someone has said, what someone's posted, the pressure that your God, he really is able to deliver you. Then notice what it says next. But if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Can you trust that even right now when it seems like your God hasn't answered the way that you wanted him to answer? And you thought for sure that your marriage wouldn't end up in the condition. You thought for sure that your health or finances or whatever that thing is, is your God able? And even if he doesn't show up the way that you had hoped or thought or prayed for, that he's still God in your life. Well, look at verse number 19. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with these guys, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers, in our language, Navy SEALs. They're the best of the best of the best of the military to take these men and to throw them in the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, these three Hebrew boys, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. And maybe that's where you are today. The way you feel emotionally inside. It just There's this just kind of like this thing that life, family, faith, God, things aren't going exactly how you had hoped for. You feel tied up and you feel the heat. You feel that tension in. Notice what happens next in verse 24. Then the king leaped to his feet in amazement and he asked his advisors, hey, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then he says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and he shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So the Hebrew boys came out of the fire and all of the king's officials, the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched. There was no smell of fire on them. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted him and defied the king's commands and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. They had this, they had this commitment that when the fire was on, when the pressure was on, they shifted up in faith to God rather than shifting down in fear to the culture. So a decree, a new decree. Remember the first decree? Everybody, when the music plays, you bow down to this golden image of the king. The culture, the government rules the day. Now because three Hebrew boys decided that they would live their lives fully committed to God, there's a new decree. And the new decree says, when you hear the music, you bow down to the true and living God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the God of Abraham, the true living God of scriptures. Wouldn't you just love to live in that culture today? Rather than what we're being told you need to bow down to, how the culture has changed, the decisions that have been changed across our country. Imagine if you and I stepped off this campus today and we had a clear understanding of how we could shift up in faith to God in a downshift in fear culture in which we're living. These boys give us the secret. And if we'll apply this to our lives, we too... When shift happens, we will shift to God rather than shifting to the culture. So if you got a number two pencil, here's some things that I've learned that we can apply, we can live out this week when the pressure comes on you because it's coming. You're already living it. And that internal temperature, that boiling system inside of you, we don't have to be impacted by the chaos, we can be calm and at peace because of who God is in our lives. So here's the first thing. It's rather simple, but we need to remind ourselves, fire happens. A lot of us, right, we try to live our lives so all the bad is organized out of our lives, right? We try to dot our religious eyes and cross our spiritual T's and we want everything. We want our kids and we made sure this and we have our education and, and all those things are good. But here's the problem is we expect because we did our part, God would do his part and keep the fire from us. And when our kids go in a different direction or our health or our finances or the country, now we find ourselves having a conversation. Why God? Why, God? And we've forgotten what Jesus says to us as his disciples. Notice John 16 and 32. Jesus told his disciples, that's you and me, anybody who's in this gathering online, anyone that's a follower of Jesus. I've told you all this. He did all this teaching so that trusting in him, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace in this godless world. Are you? Are you walking? I mean, Jesus says, here's what he wants. He, he wants you and I to live a deep, at peace, calm life 
in this godless world. He says, you will continue to experience difficulties. Fire happens. It happens. Things go bump in the night. These three boys, they didn't sign up for this. They, they didn't want to be taken from their home. They didn't want to be treated as slaves. Fire, ha things happen. But he says, but take heart. I've conquered the world. I know this truth so much. As a little boy, the fire that happened in my home, not literally, figuratively, between my parents, I didn't understand at the time, but subconsciously, I was being shaped to control my life. I wasn't going to let anybody hurt me. I would be in control of my own destiny. One of the reasons I think I was attracted to the United States Marine Corps is because they, they promote, listen, be a Marine, right? You're better than everybody else. You're in control. You, you'll win the day. You can take the hill. And so we try to organize the fire out of our lives, the pain, the problem, how that first marriage went and how those finances and your kids and all the different things. And then we've done all the work so the fire is out of our life, and then it happens. That evil decree, bow down. When you hear the music, bow down. And you still trust God because you're like, God's, God's strong and God's able. And then the fire comes. And then we start having that conversation with God. Why, God? I mean, God, look at, I never did this, and I did this, and I gave that, and I served this, and, I did, and, 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 and we start asking why God rather than what's next in God. We try to create this illusion that our lives are going to be okay as long as we just do all the right things. These three Hebrew boys didn't do anything wrong, and by the way, Jesus Christ didn't do anything wrong, and the fire came to him, fire happens. And in those moments, you, you've got to take a breath, right? You, you feel anxious, and, 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 you, and you start pulling up in that shallow breath, right? And that sympathetic nervous system where all of a sudden, you, you, you know, the cortisol starts running through your body. Literally, you can have a, an approach where you can take the parasympathetic, and you begin to breathe deeply. I'm okay. I have to practice this at 57. You're safe, Mark. There's a little boy inside of me that continues says you're not safe. All that television that you've been watching this week about the elections nationally tells you you're not safe. That if they win, it's the end of the world. It's okay. God's in me. God's for me. These Hebrew boys, they knew that fire happens. And so they didn't become wore out. They didn't lose their energy trying to figure out why did this happen. They were able to continue to pivot knowing that God is still in. He shifted. They shifted up in faith to God rather than shifting down in fear to the culture. Here's the second thing that fire does. Fire Test you to refine you, not punish you. One of the saddest things about going to church is somehow we walk away thinking God's going to punish us. 
if we say this, we think this, we feel this, right? God's going to be mad at you, and God's going to end up doing something to you, and he's going to tell you how mad he is at you and all this. And we think the fire, the pressure that's on us is because we've done something that's bad. These three Hebrew boys, they hadn't done anything. On the contrary, they're trusting, they're following hard after God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, in all this you talking to Christ's followers, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have, have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire. It's a refining process just like gold. The reason gold is so expensive is because of the heat, the fire, it's a precious metal because of all those impurities that have been burned out of it. You talk about your net worth, and you'll tell me about your Disney stock that you own. Don't know how valuable it is now, but you'll tell me about your 401k. When's the last time you looked at your net worth and you pinpointed your faith? This deep, centered faith that my God is able, no matter what shift happens, my God is able. And even if my God doesn't show up in the way that I had hoped he would show up, I'm still trusting him. I suggest to us this morning, the most, the most precious asset that you have is your faith. That when things happen in your life, no matter what it is, what's been said, what accusation, that you Stand firm in God in a bow-down, chaotic culture. Got to change our mindset by checking in with God and letting God's word change me. Listen, I don't have to bow down to the thoughts in my head because God's word stands tall over my life. Do you understand? I don't have to bow down all those crazy thoughts that you got in your mind and you think this and, and, there, and you feel that and all these. You, you can say, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. My mind is not my master because Jesus is my savior. Is that not good news? This is a game changer in all of our lives. The fire that you're experiencing, it's a test to refine our faith because it's the most valuable resource that you and I own. Shift up. Shift up in faith to God rather than shifting down in fear to the culture. Here's the third thing. Fire, fire frees you. Right? So, so fire happens. I mean, Jesus said there are going to be some fiery moments in your life. Let's not get wigged out when it happens. Fire is refining us, but now fire, it frees us. Hey, what if... The very thing that you work so hard to avoid is what God has allowed to free you. The freedom that we want, that we hope, that, that we would have in our life. The very thing that we're trying to avoid. We don't want that to happen in our life. I don't want to go through that. I don't, I don't want. And so you try to organize. You avoid it. You ignore it. You do whatever. You push against it. That's the thing that God wants to use to free you. Remember back in Daniel, it says, weren't there three men that were tied up? Before they go in the fire, they're tied up. They had to be carried down by these strong military men 
who they died because the fire was so, so violent. Then they get thrown into the fire, and the Bible says, look, these men, they're walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed. The adversity that you're so afraid of, God has allowed to free us, to walk free in the fire. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where we let the spirit of God flow in us, no matter how much chaos is happening around us, there's freedom. Isn't one of the greatest benefits of following Jesus is freedom? The freedom that I have that no matter what I think, feel, what someone says, what's happening in the culture, no matter how oppressive, discouraged things might be, that my God came back from the dead. I am free from the penalty of my sins, and I am free to be who God has created me to be. Galatians 5 and 1. Christ has set us free to live a free life. So make your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. You know, we worry. But what if this week, when you worried, because we worry, what if this week when you worry about your kid, you worry about the country, you worry about your spouse, you worry about your health, you worry about the economy, you, wor you worry. What if in, when we worry, because you are going to worry, what if we worshiped? That, 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 that's, that's what these Hebrew boys did. As they were thrown into the fire, they're saying, we believe our God is able. And even if our God doesn't deliver us, we're not bowing down. In other words, when you worship, it makes God big and your problems small. It flips the script. When you worry and say, hey, listen, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I declare God is the true and living God. I declare that Jesus Christ has come back from the dead. I declare that my identity is not rooted in what happens in this culture. My identity is rooted in who Christ says that I am. I'm going to worship him. It makes God big and our problems small. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm just telling you. This is the difference. This is the difference. In life. Listen, Jesus, when he's your anchor... That storm you're going through, I'm just telling you, you can go through a thousand storms and be okay when Jesus is your anchor. The fire, I'm telling you, the fire frees you. The very thing that you're trying to avoid, God has allowed for your freedom. Here's the last thing you can write it down in our time together. I, I think it's maybe the most significant and Actually, it's a new observation for me in my study this week. Here's the thought. Fire invites God's presence. The adversity, right? These boys, the adversity is, you better bow down. You better think the way we want you to think. You better act, behave the way we say. And if you don't, it ain't going good for you. Same kind of pressure happens in our culture today. And the fire attracted 
God's presence. Remember the Bible says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of God. Jesus is in the fire with these three boys. That pain point that you're facing, that, that unequitable, that injustice that you're going through, it attracts God's presence. He's with you. He's in you. He is for you. Psalms 23 and 4, the Bible says, Even though I walk through the darkest of valley, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because my 401k. Because, if, because my party controls the Senate. My person's the president. Gas prices are this. David said, even though I walk through this dark, dark, dark moment in my life, I will fear no evil because you, God, are with me. Even this distraction on these screens is trying to distract you. Stick with me. I'm telling I'm not making this stuff up. Happens in real time. I'm going to do. I think it's time those of us who are followers of Jesus, we stop shifting down in fear to the culture. I want to shift up in faith to God. The hope that we're looking for. At the end of the day, the decree was in the culture, bow down to this pagan golden image. Because shifted up in faith to God. At the end of the day, the decree in the culture was God of the Bible is the true and living God. Let's shift up in faith to God. You want answer to be better? You want your community, your business? What? Shift up in faith. You've been sitting for a while, so why don't you stand with me? I've asked the band to come back and to in a song that will perhaps help solidify for us how God is for us. Now listen carefully to me. Listen. What heart in my life falls in place in God's hands. In your life, in God's hand, it's coming together. Remember, Remember, there were three in the fire, right? They just... What the king said? He said, he said, wait a second. I thought we threw three. I see four, right? And then he said, hey, boys, get out of here. Come, come, come out of here. And you know what I noticed in my study this week? The Bible never tells us what happened to the fourth person. It, it, it doesn't say that, oh, and... Jesus went back up into heaven and is making a way for you. Or it, doesn't, it doesn't tell us. And so I started thinking, well, where is the fourth? Where, 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 where is the fourth? Where's the fourth? The, there was three in the fire. He looked and he said, there's four. They're loose. They're free. They're walking around like, and one looks like the son of God. Hey, where's the fourth? 
And then it dawned on me. You know where he is? He's still in the fire with you. He hasn't left. Your fire, which you're facing, Jesus Christ is in the fire with you. And so this morning, I don't know where you are in this dusty trail called life, but I know this. He's in the fire with you. And if you've never become a follower of Jesus, listen, he loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. Today, start following after Jesus. During this song, I'll be down front over here, and Brian will be over on this side, and they, if, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, come down and talk to us. Say, hey, listen, I want to be a follower of Jesus. But during this song, I want you to personalize it. I want you to think about that fire that you're, 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 you're experiencing. And I want you to picture in your mind that you are not alone, that your God is able. And even if your God doesn't show up the way that you had hoped or thought, He's still God. That you're going to be the man, you're going to be the woman that shifts up in faith. You're not going to be afraid of the fire no more. The fire is refining you. The fire is creating in you who God knows you to be. And you are going to experience in the fire the fourth person, and his name is Jesus.